Hello and welcome to the Expat Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Annie. And I'm your host, Steve. And in this podcast, we're going to explore the reality of living life as an expat in Australia and what it really means to feel like you belong. Join us as we uncover the challenges and opportunities that expat life presents on the search for settled. With our stories, tips and interviews, see us as your two friends to help you navigate expat life abroad. Just to let you know, this video podcast series is brought to you by the team at Auric Migration and Mobility. Now, Auric have helped us personally with my visa process to Australia, and we only know too well how difficult the entire process can be if you're doing it by yourself. They have also helped hundreds of our followers, and they're offering our listeners an initial assessment for free. Email them your visa situation, questions or concerns, and they will get back to you at no extra cost. Simply mention the Expat Reality Podcast when you email them at migration at auric.com. Auric is spelled A-U-R-E-C. So that's migration at auric.com. Welcome, everybody, to our very first episode of the Expat Reality Podcast. I cannot believe the day has finally come, and we're here. We've been waiting a while to, to uh, put this in uh, this podcast in action, so it's super exciting that we're, we're finally here. Do you know, I think it was back in 2019 when we, we actually put it out to some of our readers um, from our blog called London and Sydney, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we asked them about podcasts and everyone was like, no, I don't really listen to them. And so we just kind of put it off, didn't we? And then now we're like, I feel like we're in a really good position where we're like, let's get into it. Let's start diving a bit more deeper into this sort of reality of being an expat and really sharing some useful tips and info that we've learned along the way, not only as a British woman, but as living with an Australian as well. So we're really like pumped to bring you this first season. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. We have a load of stuff to uh, to dive into. We're going to explore a load of topics about living in Australia, being an expat and all the things that uh, happen along the way. It's a uh, there's a lot to cover, I think. So Yeah, and especially that roller coaster of emotions as well because you know, you're going to have so many highs and so many lows and it's all going to be muddled and you're going to be totally confused about where you're meant to be in the world and which country you're really meant to live in, which is what I've been going through for like 11 years now since I first came to Australia after I met Steve. So, And I've also been an expat in England, so I've got that flip side knowledge as well. So, And we've both actually been back to England together. So there's, you know, there's kind of some different sort of things we, I think we can unpack here to, uh, to get right into what that really means. That's right. So hopefully you might um, think this podcast sounds okay because luckily for us, yeah, I was actually uh, in a previous life. Um, I was actually a sound engineer, so hopefully this sounds all right, which is uh, a kind of a, <laughs> a hope of mine. So, I I think Steve, you need to share with the audience your little claim to fame when you're a sound engineer. Uh, okay, so well, you know, I I was kind of I'm a bit of I'm a live sound guy, right? <laughs> so I did mental as anything, which you might know is a kind of popular '80s band and a few different other kind of, you know, acts around that sort of era. So, I but uh, I don't know if anyone knows Maybe you might not are. know that, uh, <laughs> who they are. But anyway, so, um, yeah, but anyway, I don't know if you know Home and Away. Of course you know Home and Away, right? Oh, my so, God. If we have an expat audience who are probably mostly Brits, that's like how can you not 
know what Home and Away is. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, so you know Home and Away. So basically the brother of the guy who sang that song and the, you know, band's called Friends or Rom. So mm-hmm. it was the brother of one of the guys who was in Friends or Rom. I actually mixed his band. So it was pretty exciting. It was my very first <laughs> project. Wait up. So it wasn't actually the band that sang the Home and Away theme tune. It was the brother of the singer of the band. Yes, that is very true. Correct, Annabelle. You've scored 10 points. <laughs> well done. I think you are. Yeah, you're on a good path. I think, um, yeah, I think your career as a sound engineer obviously didn't take off as much as you probably hoped it well, would. Well, I've also got family members who appeared in Muriel's wedding, but we'll leave that for another time. Oh, my God. No, you can't leave that to another time. This is the most amazing thing ever, everyone. So Steve's uncle, which movies has he been in, Steve? Uh, he's been in Muriel's wedding. You'll have to remind me of yeah, some come of the on. other ones. I, oh, I can't even uh, remember. Hello. I mean, it's not that big a deal, is it? Strictly Ballroom. Strictly these ballroom. are two of the greatest Australian yeah, movies no, ever made. No Aussies actually watch these, do they? Is that oh, they do, oh, you're 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 not with it, honestly. Two of the greatest Australian movies do. ever. I'm not convinced on that one though. So Steve's uncle um, was a jazz musician, but also an extra in movies and stuff. And um, yeah, so he's in both of those movies as extras, which to me is like the best thing in the whole world. I think that's amazing <laughs> that I know of someone who was in those movies. So, so. We're, we're covering the you know all the approaches here. We got the home and away <laughs> thing and the Muriel's wedding oh thing all God. packed into one. And also, that? you might be able to hear that I obviously have a radio voice oh, because sure. um, I've spent a long time working in radio, not as a presenter, but um, but I did do voiceovers from time to time. So I think my voiceover voice might come out once in a while. Who knows? But hopefully we're off to a good start and you um, are pleased with the way that this podcast sounds. Hopefully the content might be okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just see how that goes. So. <laughs> Um, I think we should get into um, Londoner and Sydney because we did just quickly mention that before. And that is one of the reasons, well, that is really the main reason why we're starting this podcast. So if you aren't familiar with Londoner and Sydney, and that is a website that we started back in 2014, um, which is a completely different site back then to what it is now. Um, it what is- did it start out as, <laughs> God, I wasn't even going to talk uh, about that. Can you was, tell us a bit about literally- how that story evolved. I was going to skim past that and just get straight to it. But no, oh God. Okay. So I basically started it um, as a fashion blog because I wanted to work in fashion at the time. A fashion blog, is that right? No, but there's nothing wrong with fashion blogs. I follow lots and lots of fashion influencers, especially on Instagram. And they influenced me to the point I actually bought a dress the other day from a fashion influencer that I follow called, uh, I'm just going to plug her because she's really good. She's called Pascal Banks. Go and follow her. Um, She's based in London. Anyways. Does that make her a fashion influencer? A what? A fashion influencer. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What? I just, you know. Are you making of... up names again? No, I'm not making <laughs> up names again. I, I I think that's probably a thing. Like a spinfluencer. Ooh, what? There's another one for Oh, my you. God, you're totally detouring. We're detouring big time. Anyway, so we I started the site um, as a fashion blog, which we won't go into now because we'll talk a bit, bit more about that in another time. But the point is um, – after like a couple of years, it then became an expat site, more for like um, helping people move to Australia and giving them sort of tips on how I applied for the various visas that I came to Australia on. And more, more like mostly it was more about um, 
really providing those sort of day trips from Sydney and showing people that there's way more to living in Sydney than, for example, living on Bondi Beach or in Manly, for example. So it's really helping people make the most of their experience um, living abroad in Australia. And that's what we really love doing is that sort of exploring and travel and adventure, which we both absolutely love. Um, Fast forward so many years since we started it, and London and Sydney has become one of the leading like travel sites really in Australia, which is unbelievable for us um, to the point where we really concentrate on those sort of expat guides written a lot by a lot of our readers, which is absolutely amazing. So our readers now are sharing their travel guides for places that they love around Australia as well, as, as well as sharing those sort of expat interviews about other people's experiences of moving over to Australia as well, um, which is amazing. So there's a lot to unpack there. Lots to unpack. That's basically that in a nutshell. But the reason why we're kind of starting this podcast is to really sort of dive a bit deeper to what you would see on our blog. Um, So it's basically really unpacking more of these sort of topics that relate around um, being an expat and living in another country, which we feel like the podcast platform is probably the best one to um, really showcase that as well. Yeah, I think it really, you know, engages people in a different way. I think other than just having a website, it feels a bit more kind of like a, you know, a space to sort of share uh, some more sort of probably detail around kind of different Mm. things. So, yeah. So we're going to also talk about what it's like to live in Australia as well. So as I sort of previously mentioned, um, I ended up meeting Steve in India of all places and I we ended up coming here in 2011. So I've been here for a long time, which completely wasn't planned at all. Um, and we'll talk more about that uh, on the next episode when we really dive into how we met. And it's actually a really cool story, which we're both kind of proud of. Uh, yeah, it's got a little bit to do with uh, being high up in the mountains and struggling to breathe when you have a smooch, but I should leave that to the uh, to the to another episode. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about all the visas as well because you know I've been in Australia on a couple of working holiday visas, partner visas, and most recently I finally got to the point where I took my Australian citizenship test, which is. And the most amazing feeling ever to get to that point. If you didn't know, you have to take a test over here to pass your Australian citizenship. And we're going to talk way more about that in another episode. And I cannot wait to quiz Steve on some of those questions. So just bear in mind. I had a little sneak peek at some of those questions and they are pretty tricky. I, I will I will admit they're not the sort of standard questions, you know, you'd say like, <laughs> What's the name of the guy who loves chasing crocodiles and, you know, says, oh, look at that over there. You know, it's not nothing like that. So it's it's not that sort of thing or you might say maybe it's something to do with what is Australia's favourite beer and it's what not. Is, what is Australia? Because if you're a Brit in England, you're probably oh. going to think that Australia's favourite beer is Foster's, right? So should we clear this one up now? Let's just clear this up right here now. If you're drinking Fosters in this country, in Australia, <laughs> you're probably not like going to be very welcome in many places because people just don't drink it. They're not into it. They don't like it. It does taste a little bit similar, not that I've ever drunk it, but probably to you right of a cat. So I would say, therefore, you probably steer <laughs> away from it. Do they actually serve Fosters here? I don't think I've ever seen it. I believe it's in bars who are unable to uh, secure themselves but a that's decent like, supply. There's so many things like that. There's like a hair brand in the UK called like Aussie... Was it Aussie like hair miracle or something? And whenever I go back to England and I see that and I'm like, oh, yeah, 
But you don't get that in Australia. But yeah, it's a it's a pretend. I, I don't know if it's pretend, but it's an Australian well, thing. Well, like most other countries, they export things that they don't really want in their own place in their own backyard. That's how it kind of works. Oh my god, it's like the well, going down a bit of a tangent now, but it's like the Australian shows back home that of like people moving to Australia. I don't. I can't remember what they call it. Is it like wanted down under or something? But you, we don't get it over here. Well, I don't think we do. I have never seen it. But I'd love to. What I find that so fascinating to watch people moving to Australia from the UK. Um, but actually, on that topic as well, we're going to do an episode about when me and Steve were actually on a TV show called House Hunters International, um, which you may have heard of because it's now. In Australia, but when we were on that show, that was before it was on over here. So we just thought we were doing a show for America, and that was a really fascinating experience to do something like that. So we're gonna like we have some secrets. Oh my god, we're gonna share everything. We have some secrets. We'll share everything that happened on that TV show. Interesting, interesting. Listen, yeah, definitely. Oh my god, that's gonna be so funny. Um, (laughs) I was just thinking about the bench tops. Do you remember? Oh, the bench tops. Yeah. Well, in that in that episode of House Hunters. Okay, we'll give you a little sneak preview. There was kind of like there, there was kind of like this moment when when we were told by the producers we had to pick something we no, they, like they... about each of the places. And so my thing was cooktops. It was all about cooktops and the budget. So I had I had to kind of bring that weave those into the story. And at the time I didn't think I mentioned it that much, but they cut it to make it look like all I ever spoke about was the budget. <laughs> so I'm all gonna be, oh, that's not in the budget, Annie. Uh, that's not the bud. And I was thinking, I only said that a few times. And it made me sound like all I was talking about was that. And the cooktops. I was all about, no, no, I'm not, I'm not interested unless it has gas cooktops. It's not, it's not my thing. You know, so it's interesting to see the whole, the whole process of, you know, you come into something thinking it's kind of innocent and, oh, there's a bit of reality in there. But uh, I think when you see the finished product having been a part oh of that God. process. Yeah, but you imagine what it would be like to be on like maths or something, oh. like Married at First Sight, everyone, best TV show in Australia by a mile. Oh, well, Annie, that, that is very debatable and you're, I, you're sorry, more welcome to have that opinion, <laughs> but I'm not sure I would kind of, uh, kind of yeah, be in that same ballpark with that. That, uh, that. Why are you pretending? You love that show. <laughs> you do. Oh, I do watch a little it. bit, but don't tell anyone it. else. It's just look. I, I, you know, when the bloke's sitting on on the couch with the other half, and kind of she flicks something on, and all of a sudden you find yourself you look up and you're like, I've been oh watching God. this for five minutes now, and all of a sudden I'm into it. Like, what's going on? This is not right. You don't need to pretend kind of, on here, Steve. It's fine. You this kind is, of have a bit of watcher's guilt. It's you our space. Guilt? This is our space. It's fine. You can open up here. It's okay. It's like, I'm gonna need like a maths uh, recovery session, maybe. You know, like. Oh my god, this episode is really going off a tangent, <laughs> isn't it? We were like, right, we're gonna tell you everything that's about, and then suddenly we're talking about fashion influencers. Now we're talking about house hunters, fashion influencers, and, and then we're talking, <laughs> and then we're talking about home and away. It's kind of going a bit mad, but anyway, there is some points to all these <laughs> topics that we're talking about. We will get about. to them. <laughs> We're also going to talk about how Australia is not quite what people might think it is in terms of, you know, you're moving over here. And yes, the weather is pretty much good. I say most of the time, apart from it's been like flooding for like ages in the last year. But generally, the weather's very good here. And we also have access to a ridiculous amount of insane and and amazing beaches as well. Um, But it doesn't it's not like being on a permanent holiday is what I'm trying to say. So we're basically just going to tell you what the reality is really like living in here when it comes to like working here and, you know, what, what your day-to-day world is probably going to look like. Um, 
And we're also going to talk about, which that kind of goes hand in hand with really sort of settling into Australian life as well, because, you know, it's very different from the UK, especially, and I was thinking about it after we moved back to, oh, there's another thing, after we moved back to the UK in 2018, we did that for six months, and I tried to sort of fit in that Australian lifestyle that I had in, back into the UK, and it really didn't work. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of Aussies get up very, very early. So they get up at like as soon as the sun rises and you'll go down the beach and it'll be packed. And Yeah, like 5.30 in the morning is like prime time. It's bumper to bumper. People are out. Yeah. Like everyone's, you know, doing something early in the morning and that's very different. Especially like down. People are probably getting home in the UK. Yeah, exactly. So. And especially like Bondi Beach. It's amazing down there. And the sunrises in Bondi are absolutely incredible. Um, and I absolutely love watching Sunrise from Icebergs, a famous swimming pool there, um, which is a must-see when you come over. Um, but that's the thing, that everyone gets up early, which means that most people go to bed early as well. So it's really adjusting to that lifestyle where, like Steve said, you know, I remember trying to go for a jog in the morning when we lived in Brighton back in 2018 and there were still people like out partying and I didn't feel too safe to be honest. Um, but still boozing it from the night. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a, it is a very, very different lifestyle over here, but you know, it has its pros and it has its cons as well, which is what we're going to dive into talking more about. We're also going to talk about what it's like trying to make friends as well. So, you know, when you move your life to another country or another city, it doesn't really matter where you are. It's always going to be a struggle to try and fit in and make friends as well. So we're really going to dive in uh, deeper into that topic as well and try and give you some tips and advice on um, how to really settle in as quickly as you can. Yeah, I think when you first move abroad or, you know, it, it's quite tricky to kind of build that network of friends and and sort of find yourself. And, and kind of find what works for you, I guess. It's it is a, it's pretty daunting, and especially when you're leaving probably a whole pre-built network of friends and mm. suddenly you're landing in a and, place. And, yeah, yeah and imagine what that's like for families as well, um, especially with people with young children when you don't have that support network of, with your parents or friends anymore. So that can be very challenging for a lot of people. Um, and also I think when you move, especially moving up to Australia, like I said, it's it's quite a different lifestyle over here. So you might find that you suddenly have different sort of hobbies and stuff that you want to get into. So it's a really interesting experience on what that sort of lifestyle looks like. We are also going to talk about what it's like living regionally in Australia as well. So we've been super lucky over the last few years since covid uh, we ended up living um, in Queensland, which is where we are now. So we're now based on Sunshine Coast, but we did live even more remotely um, in a beautiful town called Agnes Water in 1770. Yes, there is a town called 1770. That's right. It's the only town in Australia with a a, a numeric name. Is it the so, only town in the world with it? I believe it Maybe might be, it actually. might be. I'm, I think there is something in there. So sometimes living regionally doesn't work out as much as what you think it would. And although there are lots of pros and cons, it can be a completely different experience. And we have spent the last three years now living regionally and so I feel like we've got lots of sort of tips and insights into what our journey has been like um during that experience yeah we've seen the inside mechanics of it all so yeah it'd be great to share those with you absolutely we're also going to talk about um another big topic that has actually brought us quite a few readers and followers and that is dealing with gut issues in Australia as well so we both suffer from really bad gut issues mainly in Australia and we have been 
literally trying to figure it out for years as to what is going on. We have actually recently had a bit of a breakthrough in terms of how to live a bit more of a manageable lifestyle, um, which we cannot wait to share with you. So we've got a whole episode coming up uh, very soon about what our gushy gut gut gush get what our gut issues have been looking like i mean yeah it's it's an interesting topic i I think it's kind of people out there when you know you do move somewhere else i mean there's a whole sort of uh colony of bacteria that that kind of you know live in your stomach and when you move somewhere else somewhere new um that that take gets a bit sort of muddled up and i think there's a lot to unpack that's my (laughs) my favorite word of the the week actually but um yeah i think there's a lot to explore there so um as far as um gut issues are are concerned i i think people kind of a lot of people are struggling with this but don't quite know like what is causing it and and we i mean we've we've got some things that helped us so we're going to share those with you anyway i think there's some interesting things in there and I think with gut issues especially, oh, my God, it can be the most lonely experience ever. And um, and if you don't know anyone else who's going through it, it will impact not only yourself but lots of people around you as well. And so we're here to sort of give you that sort of reassurance that you're not alone and that we have both struggled with it hugely and spent a ridiculous amount of money trying to fix this issue yeah. as well. So I cannot wait to really dive in more and and, and be able to explore that issue and topic and share our insights with you. Um, we're also going to talk about some of our favourite places we've been to, not only in Australia but around the world because we've got some like really funny travel stories to share. Oh, yes. I, I've, I mean, I, I love travel. I really do. It's one of my favourite things to do in the whole world. I love exploring new cultures and going and seeing amazing things and tasting amazing food, meeting awesome people. I mean, the list goes on. So I think, yeah, there's there's some like – yeah, there's some really cool stories that we'd love to share with you. And I'll also supply some of my tips. Yeah, I've got some pretty cool tips, some pretty cool travel hacks I oh think God. you might be interested in. <laughs> Steve has tried every type of travel pillow out there. Do you remember when you bought the next one? I could do a whole episode around. on travel pillows. I really could. So, <laughs> I look, yeah, look, travel pillows are a bit of a science in themselves. So I'm not going to go into it here, but – you know, there is a bit of a there's a bit of a trick, and it involves more than one travel pillow hint. Oh yes, so yes, and you'll especially need that, especially uh, especially especially you're going to need that when you uh, are traveling to and from Australia back to your home country, and everyone knows what that flight looks like and how we all sort of dread it, but. We're also going to talk about what it's like to settle between two countries, which is a big problem for most expats in the world. And what I mean by that is, you know, really understanding where you're meant to be in the world, because sometimes, you know, you you might have this dream to go come and live in Australia and then you get over here and then you're like, oh, it's not quite how I remembered or I miss my friends and family. And then you go when you go back, you might feel like you don't fit in anymore. And, And so really understanding where you're meant to be, but also not only not feeling like you fit in, but it could be the reverse as well, where your friends and family are missing you so much and putting that pressure on you to move back home and you're you're just so undecided as to what to do. Yeah, that's the ping pong pom syndrome. It definitely uh, is a thing. And, you know, things change. When you move back after being somewhere, I think, you you know, you kind of find that a lot of things you thought were kind of really cool may may not quite be the same when you get back again. Mm. You know, there's, yeah, so there's, there's definitely um, – some interesting things, I think, worth exploring there as well. And I think it's worth mentioning as well that it's, you know, it's very easy when you move to another country how to compare everything. So you're comparing the costs and obviously when you come to Australia, you're like, 
oh my God, food is so expensive here when you're doing your weekly shop. I was just looking back at an old blog post that, that said <laughs> that well, our weekly shop in, when we lived back in England was £60 a week from yeah, Aldi. But, you know, £60. We probably ate out a lot more than what we do now. So. Oh my God, if I had that over here. But anyways, so, and that brings me to the fact that we are going to be talking a lot about becoming a ping pong pom. If you haven't not heard of that term before, that means when you move to Australia, then you move back home and then you come back to Australia again, hence the word ping pong. So you're like going back and forth. Ping ponging. Yeah. Ping ponging. Um, and so we're going to talk about our personal experience. So we ended up going back to England in 2018, which was kind of on a whim because we we're traveling at the time and we were heading to England anyway for like a short stop, but we decided we were actually going to stay and live there permanently. But after lots of unfortunate circumstances, we ended up moving back to Australia within six months. So we've now been back for four years. I was lucky enough to go back in 2019 for another trip just to visit friends, which was really, really lovely. But it was so fascinating to go back again in 2019 after living there. And I realized so much about that experience, which I cannot wait to share with you, like, what that whole journey was like with well, moving back. sneak preview, like there's some things that we really loved and there's some things that we kind of didn't love so much. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just going to explore the things that we loved first and basically that involved going back to a really good like English pub because like <laughs> they just don't know how to do pubs like they do in England, like here in Australia. I mean it's, it's just that is a whole like ecosystem within itself and I think – you know, I, I really like a good English pub and, yeah, they're really kind of hard to find here, uh, or, you know. And I think, you know, on the flip side, there are things like, you know, enjoying the beach and things like that that you don't have, like when you go back there and kind of that beachy, fresh lifestyle where you've got a lot of really nice fresh foods and acai bowls and all that sort of stuff that I really like as well. So Acai bowls because you can't get them anywhere else. Bowl. No, but not like you can here. Like they're not like they don't have acai like oh my gosh. bowls <laughs> like over in the UK like that here. They do a different thing. So now we know that our, our basis around where we live is. Acai bowls and beer. <laughs> Two things that need to be like, you know, existing in the same place. You know. <laughs> but obviously wherever you live, there's always going to be pros and cons everywhere. Trust me, we have been searching for our place in the world since we pretty much met. Maybe that's my thermometer, like the, you know, the acai <laughs> beer thermometer and like it's got to be sitting right in the which, middle. Which would somewhere. you go for first, beer or acai? Well, would probably beer, beer first. And, and then, then have acai, the acai yeah. sitting on top of the beer. Like, okay, yeah, anyway. Put it first, it's wrong. <laughs> Bad move. All right. So what have we got next, Danny? What's next on the... Uh, but, but, <laughs> what was I going to talk about? Like I think the one thing... <laughs> we're also going to talk about um on the very flip side of it is expat guilt as well which i shouldn't be laughing about right now it's actually like something that everyone struggles with i'm sure they do because i certainly have i know that um so <laughs> i should stop laughing so so you know when people move you know to another country there's like kind of the feeling of guilt from you know that you're leaving your friends and family and all that sort of thing you know like it, it, it's yeah <laughs> it's basically um I think you know when I moved over here it wasn't um, it wasn't supposed to be permanent which doesn't really matter at the end of the day but what I'm trying to say is it's like there are going to be lots and lots of moments that you're going to miss out on when you become an expat especially in Australia because it's so far away from the rest of the world and 
And I, I missed um, seeing a lot of my friends get married. I've missed people having babies. I've missed out on all those sort of events and special occasions that I probably should have been there for. And <clears throat> when I have been back, there is that sort of disconnect that I'm like, oh, like this child doesn't know who I am, but they really should. Mm. And, um, and you know, you have a, like a couple of weeks to try and fit in as much as you can to spend that time, quality time with them before you're back on that plane again. And that beca- can become very, very taxing and um, really upsetting for a lot of people when you're having to constantly come and go and, and leave them. If you do actually um, are fortunate enough to get back on that plane to go back and see your loved ones, because because especially with COVID, like a lot of people didn't get to go back. Um, and especially around those crucial moments when people did lose family members, which I absolutely cannot even begin to imagine how awful that must have been for them. Mm. Um so we're going to explore a lot more about the sort of expat guilt side as well. Um, and finally, we're going to be talking about learning how to settle, which is the most fundamental part about being an expat is really trying to figure out where you're meant to be in the world and how you can settle and make the best of your new life abroad. There's a lot of things people look for when they move somewhere new and people have got different ideas about what they sort of foresee as their kind of, you know, best case life where they're moving to. So, um, and it, that's different for everybody, but you know, it's, it's, really good to find a place where you fit in, that you feel like you've got a good network of people to depend on, uh, where you just like a member of a community. And I think that's something that's really like people are really searching for that these days. Well, I think anyway. I think community is so much more apparent now than ever because mm. COVID really taught us all that isolation is not good for anyone's mental health at all and it's so important that you find your you know I don't want to say tribe but I'm going to say it because I just just I did just say it <laughs> you but said tribe God Annie. um have I, you but, found your tribe oh stop <laughs> um but finding your people um around you who you really connect with and you get on really well with and that's something that was really hard for us when we left our little small town of Agnes Water because we found a really good group of people there and we ended up leaving just because we really missed sort of exploring and traveling and, and having access to lots of places to see, which we had literally seen everything we could yeah, in that area. And, and that's the trade-off is that you're, you know, you, you kind of either have the community or, you know, where it's a smaller, you know, group of people in, a, in an area or you've got this kind of more kind of disconnected, it's like city life. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it is a series of trade offs, and I think you know there's there's positives and or pros and cons in in each of those. Really. But I think also it's about um, discovering what you're really interested in as well. Um, I'm just going to say one more thing about this, but I remember your one of your friends, um, and he came back. He's Australian. He came back from Europe, I think, after traveling for a while, and he was living in Manly, but he didn't know anyone. So don't expect it's just for expats. This is for anyone, yeah, and everyone. That's a really good point. Actually. And he um, didn't know anyone, and he was walking past the volleyball nets on Manly Beach, which, if you're not aware of, there's these really famous volleyball nets, like you'll see it all pretty much down the side of Manly Beach in Sydney, and. One day he just stopped there and and just joined in. He'd never played volleyball before. I, was he even sporty? I don't even know. But he, A bit. but yeah. So he just like jumped on in and started playing, and they were super welcoming. And during that experience, he met loads of people, not only Australians but lots of other sort of expats and backpackers who were also playing at the same time. 
And he said that completely transformed his life just from stepping in out of his comfort zone and just taking part in that in that game. I think that's an important point, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. To something, yeah, I think it's it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. I'm not going to pretend it's simple uh, and a walk in the park. And I, th- I think uh, the older you get, it, the more the harder, harder it, it becomes yeah. because it's easy to make excuses. But mm-hmm. we're going to dive um, a lot more deeper into that topic as well because I know that that is so important for all expats when you're moving to another country. Actually, just a quick one. I had someone message me yesterday about it, asking me how, like she was moving to Australia and she's 26 year old and she was asking me how to make friends. So it comes in all different ages and everything. It's not just for, you know, specific age group at all. Um, And we're also going to be talking to lots of people as well. Not only other expats who've moved to Australia, but people who've moved back home and uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to is chatting to some of my favorite expat social media stars as well. Cannot yeah, wait cool. to get into those conversations and talk to them about how they've grown their social media and how they've um, got a big following through their different expat content that they've created. So can't wait to bring you that as well. Some diverse uh, you know, views on different things and really getting a, a pretty wide scope of of different topics. So we've got a lot to explore. Lots to explore. So it doesn't matter if you're an expat in Australia. It doesn't matter if you're an expat anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter if you are Australian or whatever you, wherever you're from. <laughs> Basically, we would love you guys just to see us as your two mates when you're going on your morning run or your dog walk or whatever you're doing. And whenever you listen to a podcast, that we are here to um, help you cheer up your day and um, and inspire you in one way or another. Don't know what that's going to look like, but hopefully it'll be a good thing. I think... <laughs> We'd love to inspire you to be able to be the most amazing expat you can be. Or Australian or <laughs> Or Australian you can be. Even How was how that? Even as Australian. A really good Australian, an amazing Australian and an amazing expat. There you go. Well, how about an expat Australian? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully this um, this podcast is going to get better <laughs> We'll figure it out as we go. Anyway, please join us. We're going to have a really amazing time. Uh, enjoy the series uh, and we will – yeah, we'll see you on the next podcast. We'll be back for the next podcast where you can find out how we met and why we ended up in Australia, which is um, a really fun episode. Can't wait to share it with you. We'll be back soon. Okay, take care and bye for now. Bye. Bye.